Thank you for tuning into the Our View podcast, where we aim to change the tone of conversation, raise awareness, and educate on topics related to living with a disability. We have a great show lined up for you today. On today's episode, our guest, my friend, is Jill Moore. Jill is originally from North Carolina and is a graduate of the University of Illinois, where she majored in industrial design. Jill is an inclusive play and marketing specialist for landscape structures. She is a Team USA Paralympic athlete, and like me, she was born with spina bifida. Join us as we discuss our experiences of living with spina bifida, the COVID-19 pandemic, and our feelings about being identified by certain labels. But just to introduce uh, yourself, um, just tell us who you are. (laughs) Yeah, great questions are great questions. Um, So... (laughs) Uh, I'm Jill, um, Jill Moore, I suppose, if you need to get fancy, um, yes. but I grew up in North Carolina. Uh, I went to school at University of Illinois, where I participated in wheelchair racing um, and learned a ton from that, ton from my time with Team USA, uh, and then moved to Minneapolis to work for landscape structures in the world of playgrounds. Um, so get to uh, do a lot of talking about people with disabilities in the world of play. Did I do it? Did I nail that? Yes, you did. (laughs) I need constant validation. (laughs) You'll you'll always get it from me, no problem. Thanks. (laughs) So Jill and I, um, as she mentioned, she works for Landscape Structures, and Jill and I met um, actually in Atlantic City for the first time, I believe, uh, back in 2018. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 2018, uh, Jill was there with Landscape Structures uh, for the League of Municipalities uh, conference, I think it's the conference. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And then uh, that was in November of 2018. And then uh, Jill and some of her colleagues were back in New Jersey in June of 2019 uh, for a conference here again in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, we were able to connect there because of the uh, job that I have working with Build Jake's Place where we build inclusive playgrounds. So, um, you know, it's, it's been great to, uh, you know, get to know you and spend some time with you. And then um, I think the best trip I had in a very long time was when I came to Minnesota in August. Of last oh my gosh, year. that was and so much fun. It was so much fun and uh, getting three <laughs> wheelchair users on a boat and <laughs> we did do that. We, we did we do that. Succeeded. I, was, I didn't think we would do that, but we did that. <laughs> yeah, we succeeded. And I just remember Michael telling me, um, please do not fall in this lake. I am not prepared oh, to go back and tell your mom. I'm not prepared to tell your mom that. Art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I did not fall in the lake and, you know, we had a great time, uh, you know, for those three days I was there, I think, uh, you know, touring different playgrounds and uh, getting, you know, just uh, learning more about landscape structures and what you all do. And, um, you know, it was a great time and I'm definitely looking forward to coming back there. Um, Today, Jill and I are going to um, play a fun game of bingo. (laughs) This will be fun. Um, I I found this um, great bingo card. It's bingo night. <laughs> so um, the one thing that Jill and I do have in common is that we were both born with spina bifida. So this uh, fun game of bingo is going to actually be a wheelchair user's bingo uh, with some common phrases that uh, 
we may or may not have uh, been told or come across in our life. And uh, just for each one, I would just like for us to share, you know, if we've had that, uh, you know, this phrase said to us and, you know, if, if we can create, uh, come up with a funny memory of when it was uh, told to us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I want to kind of jump in while you pull that up and kind of talk about the origin of this bingo card and our, our conversation of where this started. And um, Art and I are both wheelchair users. And so we see a lot of ridiculous craziness in the world and a lot of crazy conversations that we're privy to that things people say uh and i firm believe that we are in a position to approach that with a smile um even when you want to strangle them um and so yes. this kind of this was rooted and maybe i'm stealing a later conversation but this was rooted in uh what are some typical things that we see and how do we how do we adjust? So the first one says, sorry, our building is not accessible. This has definitely happened to me. <laughs> I think this has happened to me, but I don't think anyone's ever been like outright enough to admit it. They're always just like, well, um, yeah, we're a little bit outdated. Uh, we got grandfathered in. Like you weirdly get the history of the whole building, the whole street, the whole town, all of the reasons why they didn't have to make their building accessible. Or if they put a side door that's accessible that's locked 99% of the time, uh, or if you need to go through the basement. I've walked through a lot of kitchens uh, to get yes. to where I need to go. <laughs> yes, me too, me too. I, I'll never forget, I had a friend who owned a, um, a restaurant and I, I can walk short distances. I wear braces and, and use crutches. Uh, so I would go to his restaurant and just, you know, I would walk in, but then uh, one day I just asked him, you know, you redid this whole place. Um, you know, did you ever think about making one of your two front doors uh, an accessible entrance with a ramp? Yeah. And he, and he just said, no, well, we have a ramp. And I said, where? <laughs> and then <laughs> right, I, like, and when, then, <laughs> when did that get there? Right. And then I said, well, I've never seen it. I said, and if you fix your lips to say it's in your kitchen, I said, we're going to have a problem. And he yes. said, okay, well, I just, I just won't say it's in the kitchen. I said, but that's where it is. I said, no, we, I don't want to enter through your kitchen. Or if, you know, God forbid there's a fire in your kitchen and that's the way I have to exit. Yeah. And it's, it's always uh, and you feel super strange because all of a sudden it's you and your crew because they don't right. ditch you it's you and your homies rolling in and you're like waving to the chefs like right. oh what's she cooking there that looks great but you want to just kind of skedaddle through there and like not make a scene or be a problem right. uh, but I was at <laughs> same situation where I was at an event and I uh, needed to enter and exit the restaurant pretty frequently uh, mm -hmm. And so the staff, gosh, it had to be a new person every time looking at me like, why are you here? And it's like, I don't know either. Right. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. Um, <laughs> of course, like you said, you get list. the whole history, you get the whole history of the building and the town and, and all of that. So it's, yeah, the grandfather rule and all of that, but it's, I don't understand why people don't, wouldn't want to fix that uh, part yeah. of the building uh, to make it more accessible. And the restaurant I referred to was on a main roadway that comes back from uh, the Jersey Shore. So I was, I was just thinking of people that can't uh, right, get out that's of their like wheelchairs. A thing. Yeah, people that can't get out of their wheelchairs, they would just keep going 
past his restaurant to a place they know they could enter, you know, uh, yeah, that they could ease. get in that's friendlier. Um, okay, so the can you have sex one is my favorite, least favorite question I ever get. Uh, because they ask that an unbelievable amount of times. Like, college was so bizarre because everyone thought they were entitled to that information. Yeah, to know uh, if which you is have super sex, yeah. strange. <laughs> like you're cruising through a bar, you're gonna go grab a drink, and all of a sudden someone stops you and's like, "Hey, so I've got a question," and you're like, "Don't do it. I know where this is going. Please don't do it." And then they say, "Can you have sex?" And you're like, "Why would you think that's an okay thing to ask a human right. being?" Right. Any human being, right? <laughs> like, why do you want to know? Like, what? Like, yeah. you're not even attractive. Don't ask me these questions. <laughs> But no, in all seriousness, I, I think it lends itself. I know I can definitely cross that one off my bingo card. Yes, uh, me too. But in all <laughs> it lends itself to such a, a strange and bigger conversation about, um, I, I think people feel very entitled to information about our bodies and our story. And I, I personally, uh, I have just had no shame. Um, and I, I love being vocal about my story and uh, what I was born with and advocating and educating. but. Um, I, I know some people are more private about it. And obviously I'm more private about if I can have sex or not, because that's outrageous. But um, I think people feel that because we are different, that we are in wheelchairs, there is this entitlement to, well, why? What's your story? Uh, and yeah. it's okay to be curious. And I think people should learn that there's a difference between being curious and prefacing it with, okay, this is something different that I want to know more about uh, than acting like we owe them an answer for being what we are and moving how we do that that's so well said oh my goodness <laughs> so well said it yeah it's you know just if you're trying to you know become more educated about something that's i think that's one thing but if you're just you know stretching uh to try to find a conversation starter like that's not it <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You can come up and say, Hey, I've got a lot of questions um, about disability and like, hell, I will invite you to go grab a cup of coffee right then and there in the middle of an airport and we can sit down and talk about it. But right. when people out of left field, like I'll have people sit down next to me on airplanes and say, so what's wrong with you? Like I saw you got on the plane uh, out of a wheelchair. Why? And it's like, well, let me, I had my headphones in. That's the universal sign for don't ask that question. Right. But here we go. <laughs> yeah, the universal sign for I don't want to talk right now. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think um, I, I, so many of these on this bingo card are uh, very uh, personal. The next one is I'm praying for you. I definitely get that a lot. Yep. Um, <laughs> I definitely get that a lot. This one, um, I don't mind this as much. Uh, my family were very religious. We, you know, go to church often. Um, but it's the, um, I'm praying for you that you will be healed. And I'm kind of just like, no, like, thanks, right? but um, this Why is kind of me. I think that's what I want. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. Like, no, I'm pretty okay with it now. Like I've, I've been living with this for, uh, quite some time and you know I found Same my thing. ways to, to get around yeah. and like I'm, I'm okay that, thanks for the prayers but uh. right exactly <laughs> and I think my underlying fault with that one again is not that someone's wishing you well it's that assuming they 
wish something was different for you. Like they assume you are unfulfilled. You're not content. You're not happy with what you are. And so I, I pray that you're going to get better. But why yes. do you think I'm sick? Why do you think I'm poorly off? And oh my gosh, I've had, they do it in the weirdest spots too. Like if somebody yes. think about all the time, something stopped you and said, okay, <laughs> can I say a prayer for you? And I'm like, I'm in the middle of Panera right now. My right. Red Bull is going to be soggy by the end of this. Right. Like, I just want to up eat. and up. <laughs> and like, I think they said verbatim, uh, they went through the whole thing and they said, I pray your legs heal. And then he stopped me at the end and said, so do you feel any different? And I looked up and I was like, well, I feel like my Red Bull's cold. That happened to me too, but it was in a, a very cold parking lot. Oh and no. <laughs> That's even worse. You know, and they the wanted to pray. And, yeah, they wanted to pray. And I was like, okay, like, can we, can we go inside? <laughs> you know, I don't mind we, you praying. Our prayers elsewhere? <laughs> yeah, like I, I just, I want to go inside because it's cold out here. And, uh, but yeah, I, I like what you said that, you know, they're the assumptions that people make that you're not content or that you want to be fixed in quotations. Uh, yeah. You know, um, and it, it, it hasn't always been, uh, you know, I, I haven't always been okay with, you know, having a disability and missing out on some things. And, you know, but as I got older, it was like, okay, like I just have to do things differently. I can still do right. a lot of everything else. And I've never, you know, I've never really been interested in wanting to play football, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or get hit by a, a you know, right. 200, but 300 pound thing. person, but... <laughs> I think as we grow, we, we find our, our comfort and our strengths and our abilities. And I mean, I personally, I love my disability and I, I don't feel, I don't feel the need to change it because I don't think about it. I mean, I'm, right. I'm living a, a perfectly able life in my world because um, I've learned how to adapt and I don't even feel like it's adapting. It's just what I do to live. And we, uh, in, I used to live in my first year in college, I was in a dorm and there's three elevators and every single one of them broke one day. And so me uh, and two of my other friends who are also wheelchair users were, I think, sitting in the lobby playing bingo, to be honest with you. <laughs> and uh, a gentleman came up and said, can I pray for you guys? And we were like, yeah, okay, sure. Um, and he said, so what do you need to, to pray about? What do you, what do you need? And I, I kind of appreciated that approach. I was like, all right, so mm -hmm. this man's thinking broader. He's not saying I, I pray to fix you, but what do you need? Uh, and so... They said, I remember something said, ah, I've got an exam. Someone else said, we've got racing. And I said, I just really pray that the elevators work again. And yes. so he starts the prayer, but he forgot what my request was. And so all that came out was, and I pray she learns how to use the elevator. And I was oh. sitting there thinking, honey, I've had that one covered. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> So sometimes oh your prayer goodness. requests get lost on us. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and it, it kind of, it, well, it really follows into this next one of be positive. I know you'll walk again. Yup. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They kind of go hand in hand because usually, uh, you know, as you, as you were kind of explaining, it's like that's usually what the prayer involves of, um, you know, us walking again or, you know, and for me, like I've, I've mentioned, I do walk, so I don't really want to uh, 
freak these people out too much by by getting up and using my crutches to walk. Oh man, uh, you have a miracle opportunity. You can be I like, have, you did it. I have thought about it, but um, <laughs> usually when I I uh, when I'm out and doing presentations, I do use my chair because it's more comfortable to sit than stand for an hour or two. Uh, but I always make sure I tell people. Uh, you know, you'll see me here. I'm using my chair today, especially when I talk to kids in the uh, local school districts. I'm like, you, you see me here today. I'm using my chair, but you might see me, you know, this weekend walking at, at the movie theater. Like, don't, you know, don't think anything has changed. <laughs> right. I'm, you know, I'm I, I, still me. <laughs> right. You might still see me walking into a restaurant, but, you know, I just switch it up every now and again. And, uh, you know, and that, that has happened uh, where people have seen me walking and they're like, wait a minute. I said, well, I never, I, you never asked if I could walk. Right. <laughs> you, you never asked if this conversation was necessary. Right. You never asked if I could walk. You know, I didn't mention it, but you, you never asked. So uh. I always hear also everyone has a solution or a news article they read um, where it's the latest and greatest cure and a man with paraplegia has been cured and they can do it for you too. And it's like, well, that sounds like something my insurance wouldn't cover. Right. And also, I don't want to do that. So we're cool. Right. <laughs> but they assume that they need to impart this this attitude of optimism on you. They assume that uh, there needs to be this conversation of, okay, well, I'm, I'm sure this person's sad. I'm sure this person uh, is down in the dumps and they need to know that there's a solution out there for them. But it, it's such a bigger picture of... No, I'm sad because the elevator's not freaking working and I have popcorn up there. Like, Right. <laughs> right. And I want to get to but, my room and lay down. <laughs> right. Exactly. It is nap time. Um, and so I, I think, uh, I mean, obviously that factors into so many of these is that people think our lives are, are less fulfilling and less fantastic and capable and full than they are. Yes. <laughs> And the, the last one, and we're just on this top row here. Yeah, I've so far already. Yes. <laughs> what happened to you? Yes, this is a question I get often, all the time. Um, and it, it's actually a question I don't mind um, because I, I think, for me, that's one of the main reasons why I created Our View was to educate people. And I think mm -hmm. that question really, a lot of times, comes from a genuine um, interest in learning more and wanting to know, you know, why do you use the crutches or why are you in the wheelchair or, uh, exactly. You and know, I so I, I don't mind it. I think, mm -hmm. I, I think I agree with you there. And I think that's kind of the distinction of, uh, someone, I think I get mad. I mean, we talked about entitlement of information earlier and people coming in and saying, what's wrong with you. And I think that's what I get mad about. Uh, is when they use the word wrong uh, or implying that there's right. something that needs to be fixed versus uh, what's your story? Um, what did happen to you? And so I don't want to make sure I, I didn't confuse the two, but I, I do think that's okay because uh, I yes. agree with you that I, I think it does come a very a genuine place of people want to know more. They want to know, they see something that's different. Um, they see us obviously functioning, so they kind of want to know how we got here. Um, and yes. I think as people with disabilities, that's a really big part of our role is if we want to be integrated, we want to be part of an able-bodied society where people aren't batting an eyelash at somebody who moves differently, 
Um, I think there's a very long conversation that has to happen leading up to it, where we uh, talk about what happened to us. We talk about um, kind of the nuances. We uh, put an understanding at how ridiculous some of those questions and stuff are um, to kind of get people to see us differently um, and have that educational piece. Yeah, and I, I think it goes back to the, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, part because, you know, and I, I, I didn't even think about it until you just said it when people say what's wrong with you, you know, it's like, I know what they mean, I know what they mean, but then it's just like, I, you know, I, I know exactly what they mean, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with me. Exactly. Um, and so I feel like when they ask that question, it does come, it, it comes from a different place. It comes from a place of, uh, well, you need to be fixed. You're broken. But what mm -hmm. happened to you, I think, is that just genuine curiosity of you are different. You move differently. Why? Right. And yeah. So in that, um, I'm always willing to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, a story I can relate to this uh, experience. I was out for my birthday a few years ago. Um, it's a story I shared on my blog, too, where a little girl was out with her family and she was at the table next to us. And she just kept looking at me and she was looking and every time I would turn in that direction, she would just be looking at me. And she was maybe seven or eight. And, uh, you know, her parents, you know, noticed of course, and they, you know, well, don't say, you know, don't, don't stare. And then don't and, stare. And, right. Don't stare. And then finally um, her dad said, well, I heard him say it, it, it looks like somebody's celebrating a birthday. So go say happy birthday. I think it's his birthday. <laughs> I you know, love so she, that. yeah, so she came over to me and uh, started talking to me. And like I said, she was, she was maybe six or seven. And she said, I'm sorry, you're sick. And I said, oh, oh no, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm like, oh no, like I, I've never thought of myself as being sick, but to a, a child, yes, they, they see the wheelchair they see and it's wheelchair, like, they think sick. They, right. So we had that whole conversation about, you know, I'm not, I'm not sick. Like I don't need to be in a hospital. It's just something I live with. And I told her all about my braces and spina bifida and everything. And I talked to her for maybe, you know, maybe a good five minutes or so. And at the end of the night, we went to go pay our bill and her father left a hundred dollars towards our bill. So that is so <laughs> sweet. And he said, you know, and he, he told the waitress, you know, tell him thanks for taking the time to talk to my daughter about, uh, you know, about the That's situation. That's incredible. And it was. But I think you know, we need to highlight what the parent did there. I mean, yes. I, I think that's something, gosh, I wish every single parent would do. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think we can start jumbling some of these together. But I had uh, a little girl, um, I was at the DMV and she was staring me down. She had questions <laughs> and you could see it. and. Uh, her mom jerked her up Kmart style, like yoinked this kid out of thin air. And I was like, don't stare, don't ask questions, yada, 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 yada. And I was so shocked that I kind of sat there for a second. I was like, wait, no. Uh, and so I yeah. chased this family out of the DMV. I lost my spot in line for this. Um, <laughs> went flying after them and I said, no, like I always, I would rather her ask uh, because a child is so genuinely curious and they're sponges and this is how they're shaping the world. Uh, and so kind of educated the parent too of like, tell her to come say, Hey, like, come talk to me. Like, let's, let's learn about each other. And so 
the questions were at first always the usual of like, what happened to you? Why are you in that? What is that? Uh, and then it was, you know, they're making a frozen too. Um, right. <laughs> and so this, this whole dialogue shifts to, to where we see each other as people and not as our mobility aids. And I, I think parents, when they celebrate that, are in just such a unique position to, to do just that, to say, to tell a ch- child to go say hello, to go yeah, I agree. Us, not shy away. Yeah, I definitely so I agree. I love that the dad did that. Yeah, and that happened to me too at a grocery store. I was in the checkout line and people in front of me had a young son. And the mom, without missing a beat, she's scanning, you know, bagging her items after they're scanned. And she said, Johnny, if you're going to stare at the man, at least talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) And it kind of scared me the way she said it. I was like, wow, like I didn't even notice that he was staring. Am I in trouble? Yeah, he was, and he was young. He was maybe four. Well, Johnny started talking. And like you said, he started talking about, you know, cartoons and, and movies and things. And, you know, by the time she got finished bagging her items, she says, okay, well, now you have to stop talking because we have to go. <laughs> you know, but he, you know, and, and that's all, yeah. that's all he needed. He just needed right. some encouragement from his mom to say like, okay, you're okay to talk to. And Right. Uh, and that, that this isn't a super different person. And that, I'm going to let that kind of segue into this one. That is it permanent? Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, it is um, and yes, I'm sticking with it. And I'm using that as a segue because uh, my nephew, um, he's born, he's 12 years old now. And so, I mean, it was kind of interesting me growing up with him at the age I am. I'm 27 mm-hmm. years old. And so I was, when he was born, I was figuring out my own identity as a wheelchair user. Um, mm-hmm. I was a teenager. I was figuring out where I fit kind of in the scheme of things. I was developing this confidence. Uh, And I was watching this kid grow up and learn about me while I was learning about me, essentially. Uh, And I remember some of his most infamous quotes of just figuring it out is because, I mean, he asked, but he became such a defender of disability. Um, Mm -hmm. So I remember the first time he ever asked, he said, so are you always in a wheelchair? And I said, yep, all the time. This is what I used to move around. And I remember he got really, really quiet and he looked around and he looked back at me and goes, so even at night? (laughs) Uh (laughs) and like that was his word of like okay does it change like once it gets dark (laughs) right (laughs) um and so whenever he had questions we just got to have this really open dialogue about it but uh I remember we were at dinner at a some birthday party and there were two kids um he had to be maybe six or seven years old Mm -hmm. and uh these two kids were talking about um sports and Bryson said well did you know that Jill tried out to be on the Paralympic team? And the little girl looked back at him and said, well, that doesn't count. It's not the real Olympics. It's the, the oh. disabled people Olympics. And so I'm watching this transpire. And my nephew, first of all, I thought he was going to start swinging. But second, he looks <laughs> and he goes, it's more than you've ever done. And meanwhile, ah. I'm over like, Oh. <laughs> um, and so it was always interesting to see that once you start those conversations so early that you do explain that this is uh, my setup, um, that this is my story, uh, you get very fierce defenders out of it. They, they hold on to what you can do and they're yes. really ready to advocate. They're yes. going to go on the line for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I, uh, speaking of segueing, I would like to segue two down from that. You're an inspiration. I get that all the time. I, I just posted a video two days ago or so, and a few people on my uh, Facebook page, you know, oh, you're such an inspiration. 
I don't mind that at all. Um, really? I don't. Um, just because I, I think for me, more people are, I, th I think more people are shocked that I find them to be an inspiration to me because it's, you know, everybody has a story. Everybody has challenges and struggles and, you know, what I live with every day, it doesn't, you know, doesn't make me any more special or different than what other people face every day. Um, you know, I, I know single moms who are raising, you know, two kids and, you yeah. know, working and all of that. And it's like, that's an inspiration to me because like, you're right. Kicking ass. That's like, hard. <laughs> right. That's hard. You do a lot of things. I, I can't take care of myself and you're taking care of yourself <laughs> and two and two little people who depend on you for everything. And you're working a job too. I, yeah. you know, I, I, I do. I often tell my friends, you know, you inspire me. Like I am inspired to keep going because you know, like I said, we all live life with uh, challenges and uh, obstacles that, that happen uh, in our life. And it doesn't make me, you know, I'm glad pe people can look at me and, and see that, you know, that I encourage them or inspire them to do whatever it is in life that they need to face. <laughs> I think I agree with you there. I think the eye roll came from, um, I always get that quote when I'm doing the dumbest stuff. Like I'm buying a can of soup and a woman's like, you're so inspiring. And I'm like, you're a progresso fan, I see. Like, I um, so I think the, <laughs> right. Like I think the eye roll, because uh, I, I developed a similar belief when I was growing up of like, people would tell me you're such an inspiration. And I didn't feel like I was doing anything particularly inspiring, but I, I feel that I mean, obviously, who are we to take away from something that gives someone else hope um, or right. someone else the drive to do better, to be better? Uh, I think that's always inherent to the person. Um, mm -hmm. But if you tell me and I'm an inspiration while I'm trying to buy toilet paper, then like I'm going to give you some side eyes because that's weird. Yeah. Uh, and so I think a lot of it is is so much of context of I'm I'm out and about. I'm living my perfectly able life of, of where I am in a wheelchair and it just is. Um, and so mm -hmm. I think when I get the, you're an inspiration quote, um, it's a, a smile and a thank you. And I, I'm glad it does something for them. But I think there, that one I've had a roller coaster with. Um, and yeah. so I think that's why it elicited such a reaction. Cause at first I was so at peace with it. I was like, sure, I'm glad I'm providing an inspiration for people. But then I think when I started to get a little bit edgy about my disability and edgy about what people are expected to know. Right. Um, like, I think there's a massive conversation in the world about what we as people with disabilities expect able people to know, to say, to have a response to uh, when, why should they? I mean, it, it, historically speaking, we were a group that was kind of cloistered. We were a group that you didn't see uh, integrated in society, that were portrayed as fragile in the media. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it's when we're out and about buying toilet paper, it, it's different because we're right. functioning. <laughs> yeah. um, and so historically speaking, I think uh, like we're, we're, I do my absolute best. I cannot say I'm perfect with this, but I, I do my absolute best to not fault somebody um, for not getting it right on the first try. Um, yeah. And there are things obviously that frustrate the hell out of me, like the what's wrong with you, the can you have sex, uh, mm -hmm. and things that I think are crossing the line, boundaries of human decency. Um, yes. but it took me a while to get to that point to remember to kind of hold that, that able bodies, uh, people with different abilities than my own, 
there is absolutely we're the ones who are we're training them right i mean we're the ones who are teaching of what this looks like to be an able person right uh, in a different way so yeah that's the thought on that yeah (laughs) and I, i like that um it's really you know, I, I think, and, and what you um, touched on a, a little bit was the, um, like, I, I think the labels of it all of, um, you know, disabled and able-bodied and, uh, you know, just the, back to what you said originally of, you know, people feeling like something's wrong with us uh, because we use wheelchairs or we have to move about differently. But um yeah, doing everyday life things, like you said, buying toilet paper or going to the grocery store. It's like, well, I have to eat. Right. And, like, and after I eat, things happen like everybody else. So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like being disabled is not going to bring me my can of soup. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's all, uh, you know, and, and like I said, I like to flip it on people too and, and let them know, like, I look at them, I see what they're doing too and I pay attention and you know, what they do inspires that. me. Yeah. I love so that, that you do that in the positive way um, to, to flip it on and kind of talk about, well, what's your story? Like, what are you doing right. that's uh, good and propelling? Because I mean, we get energy from that too. I'm going to cross one off because we covered it. But do you, have you heard about stem cell research? Oh, yes. Yes. You did mention that. <laughs> um, and I think that kind of segs into uh, you seem very happy. Yes. Yeah. I freaking am. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I am most of the time. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a pretty upbeat person. And so um or like you seem like you've got a great attitude on life. And it's like, well, I mean, I'm 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 buying my toilet paper. I'm pretty jazzed. There's a sale. Like, right. <laughs> um so I I think that all factors into the there's so much of that, that stigma of well something's wrong with you, therefore you must be less fulfilled, or you're out and about, you're doing things, you seem happy about it, that's great for you, and so, um, yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah, you seem happy, and, uh, but it's, you know, and I, I often tell people, you know, I, I am most of the time pretty happy, but, um, my, my parents were very, uh, very understanding of, you know, my disability, of course, and um, realizing that not every day was a good day. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they also had stuff to do, and I had to go with them. So, you know, my parents would give me a day. Okay, you can chill out today. (laughs) But tomorrow, we have to get back up to it. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's part of it, too, that conversation is you get to share that story of, well, I, I wasn't always here. Like there were a lot of things in life that set me up that I struggled with, that this was, mm-hmm. I didn't pop out into the world in a wheelchair and think, boy, this is awesome. Um, right. That there was a, a journey with it. And I, I think that lends itself to broader conversations with people of like, yeah, I, I am pretty happy. I, I really love where I'm at now, but people are always going to be at different phases of that journey. Um, and there are going to be good days and there are going to be days where you're frustrated as hell at it. And, um, I, I think realizing that story, it, it gave me a lot of solace and like, okay, yeah, this was kind of rough at first and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like what you said there of like, it, it didn't always start out that way and there were good days and bad days, but. Right. And there still are good days and bad days. Um, 
you know, for me, that's anybody that's being, yeah. And that, yes. And that's what, that's what I was saying. What it goes back to the, you're an inspiration. It's, you know, it's like, yeah, we all have good days and bad days and we all go through stuff, but it's like, we all, you know, push through it and we find different ways to, you know, get through things. And, and it's, uh, you know, my way is not better or worse than yours. And it's, it's, we're all, uh, you know, in, in this, like this whole quarantine situation, it's, uh, I've been out the house five times since March 11th and it's May, what is today? May 22nd. Time is irrelevant. <laughs> time, yes, time is? doesn't exist anymore. It's not a thing. <laughs> you know, but I'm not, I'm not moving as much as I used to. So it's like, you know, the stiffness and everything comes in mm -hmm. and, and, you know, so it's like, yeah, you seem very happy, but a lot of times I'm, uh, you know, struggling to get through some stiffness and some pain, but yeah, you know, you know what I did? I don't know. I got to find it. Um, this is actually my quarantine activity, um, is I joined TikTok and I became semi-viral on TikTok because I, announced myself as a wheelchair user that was transitioning to one of those butt scooters you'd ride around in in elementary school. Oh, And yes. so that is kind of, uh, I started to get the same thing, the stiffness, that I didn't feel like I was moving, but I mean, I was going around in circles the same way. And so it was just like, screw it. This is a new fun way to do that. So I bought a giant butt scooter to just yes. scoot around. It's been awesome. Is it orange? <laughs> Look at that bad boy. Oh, it's blue. Yes, your butt scooter it's is blue. Yes. So serious, too. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, I got to pick the next one. Uh, so yes. I can honestly say no one has ever told me I'd rather be dead than be in a wheelchair. No, that has never happened to me. Um, however, the next one, can I sit in your lap, happens all the time. It's um, so and, weird, too. And, like, and unless if I know you, please don't ever ask me that. And, right, like, you don't need to <laughs> sit down here. Right. Thank you. Have a seat. <laughs> occupied. Right. Right. I'm. I'm not a seat, and the seat I'm sitting in is already occupied. So please. <laughs> and not sometimes, I mean, I know it. Like again, like if I know the person, or um, if we're joking around with my friends and stuff like that, it, it's a fun. It's funny, uh, and it's it's our kind of world. But strangers right. have sat in my lap. And that's oh. weird. Yeah, yeah, that that has happened to me once or twice. Yeah, or yeah, or, twi or twenty times. <laughs> right, exactly. And like, you never quite know what to say. You never know. Like, do you push them? Do you say like, right. "Excuse me, will you please get out of my lap?" Like that part right. seems self-explanatory before they got in my lap. Right. <laughs> so for the next one, there, uh, that you're too pretty to be in a wheelchair. I've got that one in just such a catastrophic way um so my best friend and i in college we were pushing on the street together we were going to some bar some party or whatever meeting up with some friends and a guy stopped us and said so what class are you in and we're sitting there looking at each other like what because the first thing that came to my mind was that i mean in wheelchair athletics you are divided by classification of okay like this is your ability so i'm a T53 in track, and that's what it was okay. called. And so, if you have a little more movement, you're a T54. If you're a quadriplegic, T52, uh, and so on. And this goes on for everything. So, he asks this, and the first thing out of my mouth was T53? Like, such a strange question to get on the street. He's like, kind of looks at me like, obviously, that didn't make sense to me. He goes, No, no, no. I mean, what, what class are you in in school? And I was like, uh, 
lots of them. Um, this is college. We take many of those. I don't know how right. you're getting away with one. Um, and he said, well, no, you got to be doing this for a project. And she and her looking at each other like, what are you talking about? Like, what project? And he goes, yeah, what class are you in uh, that they have you using wheelchairs all the time? And we kind of just look at him like dumbfounded. Um, and he looks at us and goes, yeah, because you're, you're, I mean, you're, you're too pretty. Like, you wouldn't be in a, actually in a wheelchair. And both of us just kind of stopped and we're like, plot twist, we are. And he walked away. He had no idea what to say to that. Wow. And so oh we were just gosh. sitting there like, that actually happened. Well, I, I'm kind of dumbfounded right now. <laughs> right, like, what do you say? Like, no, I'm, I'm committed. Right. Nope, it's me. It's um, Here I am. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's flattering? Thanks, I guess. No? Yeah, thanks, I think. <laughs> it was so Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I've never well I've never gotten you're too handsome to be in a wheelchair. I don't know. Are you're too handsome to be in a wheelchair? Oh, oh thank you, Jill. <laughs> now you have. Now you can cross that out on your bingo card. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, I was gonna go ahead and call the free well, we can discuss the free space in the end, because I think that one should obviously be uh you're gonna get a speeding ticket in that thing. Oh yes. Yes. Let's do that. I think that. that's a gimme. <laughs> I yes. Yes, slow down, or yes, you're going to get a speeding ticket in that thing for sure. <laughs> so, story on that one. Everyone says that if you're going too fast, or don't drink and drive, or you're going to get a speeding ticket, or uh, if you're with somebody in a wheelchair, God forbid, uh, you want to race. Oh, yes. <laughs> Chandler's <laughs> listening to this, and he heard that too. <laughs> Yes, the no, free space can be anything in 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 those in that range. Anything of in the realm of wheel wheel humor. Yes. Uh, but we, I was with a friend of mine um, at a park and rec show, and she's also in a chair. And we we're pushing around, and we said, "Okay, happy hour today. We have got to take a drink for every time somebody says, are you two in a race?' Our, we would have died. Oh, I was going to say, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> we would have straight up died. Um, and so we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. And so she and I started having the conversation of like, what if you flipped that? Uh, what if you started asking uh, just able-bodied people on the street, so you two in a race or uh, don't get a speeding ticket, don't drink and drive. And they're looking at you thinking like, what are you talking about? Right. Uh, so I want to do, that's my goal in life. She and I want to do a reality show where we just go up to people and say the same crap we hear uh, just to show how weird and out of left field it is. Oh, that is such, such an amazing idea. <laughs> I think that'd be so <laughs> Like you said, walk, just walk up to two random people and <laughs> say you want to race <laughs> or slow down. Who's going to win? Right. Slow Don't down on those legs. <laughs> I think, I, I think um, uh, the one next to the uh, free space grabs wheelchair and pushes without asking is... Um, Don't get me started. That has happened many times. I think uh, one of the most odd places is at the grocery store uh, where I was... Really? I was, yeah, I was there and I was looking you know, looking for something. And I had my chair on an angle, um, you know, looking at something and someone came behind me and grabbed, uh, my chair has a bar across the back and they 
lifted my chair to straighten me out so they could get by. Um, <laughs> so what did you do? Um, I, I would have I had just, a lot of problems. Yeah, I was just kind of like, no, no, what are you doing? What don't touch, don't touch me. <laughs> what are you stop? Why are you doing that? Right, stop. You know, and it was like, well, um, you know, I was just trying to get by. I said, well, you can use you your words. Ask. I said, you can use your words and I can use mine and say, oh, sorry, I didn't know I was in your way and I can move myself. You know, like please you, don't ever touch. Job. Right, please don't ever touch someone's chair like that. Like it's. Yep. I, I think that's one we need to like, I'm not even going to X that one out. We're going to circle that. And yes. Like, <laughs> really and everything else. <laughs> like yeah, draw that, little arrows to that one. Yeah, um, I think that's a big, a really big thing. Um, you know, I, I, and, and for that person specifically, I think the big thing, it, it segues into another issue of uh, having one disability, people assume that you have others. Um, you know, so I'm in a wheelchair or I'm using my crutches, but I also, you know, maybe can't hear or also can't speak or something like that. So, yep. um, you know, that, I think that's a, a whole different conversation, but I, I think they yes. are oftentimes, uh, related. Um, they are, yeah. and it's in, it can be in such an, I almost, I like, I, I hate to use the word degrading. Uh, somebody mm -hmm. who strongly advocates for being uh, positive towards um, educating people without disability. But I mean, my horror story there of the grab wheelchair, which is that asking. Uh, so I firmly believe that uh, everything that you ever need while traveling can fit in one backpack. Uh, and so my backpack is frequently 10 million pounds. So mm -hmm. I'm not moving anywhere fast when I have my backpack, but I'm efficient. Uh, and so I was getting off of a plane with my 10 million pound backpack and I was trying to go up the jet bridge, which is sloped. Um, so it's an upward slope and I'm pushing, I'm taking my time because my backpack's 10 million pounds. And the stewardess came up behind me, uh, grabbed my waist, not anywhere else, not my chair, my waist, oh. uh, and pushed me up the jet bridge screaming, choo choo. Like we were having the funnest little jolly time. Oh, no, lady. And it was an early flight. I was like, lady, I slept through the beverage service. You didn't even buy me a drink first. Like, this is awkward. <laughs> and so we come busting into the terminal when I can barely hold on because um, when someone pushes your wheelchair, you lose your balance. You, you yeah. lose the physicality of where you're at in space. And mm -hmm. so I'm like trying to stay in this bad boy. She's screaming, choo-choo. We're flying into the scene. Uh, and so many things wrong with that of a grabbing me grabbing my wheelchair assuming i need help not asking uh but like you said the assuming there are other disabilities there of uh thinking maybe i had maybe my mental capacity wasn't there to to ask or i she assumed that she needed to dumb it down and uh, make train noises i was like Lady, this isn't even a freaking train. We got off an airplane. Like, make like right. airplane noises at least. What is this, amateur hour? Right, and I'm an adult. <laughs> right, and we don't do that. And so, right. like you said, uh, people can use their words. Uh, and I think um, that kind of lends itself to this one, the do you need help? And I'm going to square it, because I think yes. that's a good one. Um, yes. I think we should highlight that as a good thing because whenever I get asked that question, uh, I get this little happy dance inside because it means someone's not 
assuming my ability uh, better than I know it. They're yes, saying, okay, well, like maybe they're carrying a lot of things and need help with the door, or maybe they need an assist. And I think that's perfectly okay to ask. Right. Uh, do you want I, some help here? And if I say no, you better not touch me after that. But right. Yes. Except my answer. Yes. <laughs> except my answer of no, though. Uh, the one where I try not to say no is if a child asks. Yes. Um, it I happens a lot. It happens a lot policy. to me in a grocery store. Um, you know, or or they'll see me, you know, putting my bags in the car, or taking my chair apart. My my chair comes apart. The wheels pop off, and all of that. Um, you know, and a, a child might be going to their car with their parents and saying like, oh, do you, do you think that man needs help? You know, and the parents, sometimes they'll, you know, they'll kind of like look at me or or they'll say, you know, well, you can ask him. And I'll just, I'll have them like hold the wheel of my wheelchair while I put the, you know, the the frame in, in the car or something like that, just so they yeah. feel like they've, you know, done something or helped. But they're them. educated because they're right. also learning that you can get in your car. I mean, you right. have adults who ask like, well, how do you drive? Uh, which right. is a great conversation to have. But I mean, as a child, if you just learn that, um, that's going to stick with them. They're going to know that, that we can do that. That's something we can do. So yeah, I love I've that policy a, and I'm going to steal it. Yeah. And I've had, uh, you know, back to the grocery store situation. I usually, um, when I shop, I use the basket and sit it on my lap and wheel around the store. And I've had, you know, older child, maybe, you know, 10, 11 years old or so, um, you know, come over to me with their parent nearby and say, you know, if you need help, you know, my, my mom said that I can help you. Um, you know, I can carry I'm your like, basket for yeah, you. Yeah, kid. Like, you know, so I'm like, sure, thanks. Like, this is getting heavy anyway. So, <laughs> you know, even though it's not, you know, I'm just like, yes, like, please, you know, I just, I need to get like two more things. And, and, and it's so cool how they learn. Um, yes. I am kind of taking it back to the playground world. Uh, we have a big uh, group spinner, the Omni Spin. And yes. um, it, it's shaped kind of like a bowl where everybody can hop in this thing. Uh, and I was going to jump in the spinner um, and I, at a playground one day, it was packed with kids. And this little girl stops me and says, no, you, you can't do this. You're in a wheelchair. Uh, and I said, no, like I can get out of my wheelchair. I can come play. I can come sit in this thing and join the party. And she just looked like I rocked her world. Like so she doesn't say a word. She scoots in and asks if she can sit by me. And I say, sure. And so we're having a ball. I mean, I have these kids spinning this thing all over the place. I lost a shoe in the process. Like it was a time and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I went to get out and leave and, you know, do work stuff. Uh, and it was so cool because all the kids are saying, well, like, how can we help you? And so they're all jumping out. One kid's grabbing my wheelchair. Another kid's saying, well, where do we need to put this? Another kid's going to grab my shoe uh, and says, do you want help putting this back on or do you, you got this one? Right. Um, <laughs> but they're all asking, they're learning, they're having that dialogue of, okay, well, she can transfer. She can move. Where, what can we do to help her? Uh, and so I thought it was so cool that they're asking, well, where do you need your wheelchair? Um, yeah. Because every single, uh, and kind of ending that story, but uh, the little girl looked back up at me and said, man, I wish I was in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the power in them asking where I needed that, it was not lost upon me because I mean, every single, this is without a doubt, every single time I get off of a plane, uh, I ask them to bring my wheelchair to first class. I get to the first seat and I wait for them to bring me my wheelchair. And without fail, 100% of the time, they bring it to me backwards. They they mm. wheel it in to where the back bar is facing me. And I'm looking at them like, how do you think this pans out? Like, do I yeah. vault over this? Or like, 
tip it back and like slide in there. Um, but it <laughs> strikes me that no one ever asks like, which way do you want this? And the right. kids managed to do so. So, I mean, I, I think, um, I think that's a very cool one of just promoting kids asking. And I love that policy of always make sure they help. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, this has been so much fun. <laughs> I know, I love this. And great hearing, uh, you know, our our different but very similar experiences. Of, the war uh, stories, yeah. Yes, war stories, yes. <laughs> but uh, for the rest of these, I think, I, I mean, it's safe to say all of them, except for the one that you mentioned before, I'd rather be dead than be in a wheelchair. I think all of these have... Um, occurred, occurred to me, some occurred. kind of conversation yes the do you know is a personal favorite uh do you know yes. so and so they're also in a wheelchair like yes, our, we, our network we know is everybody. that small yeah, right and then the know. worst part is when you actually do and you're like ah oh, crap here i go <laughs> feeding into that stereotype <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, uh, I, I get that often. And then when I, my favorite is when I say, no, I don't know. And they're like, yeah, you do. Um, you do, they, you, you gotta. <laughs> they're a too. Like, right, of course now? you do. Like, no, I well, don't. I'm <laughs> not sure. <laughs> I think my, my, one of my other favorites is down at the bottom. I bet you get great parking. Um, <laughs> you damn right I do. I, I do. And, and it's so funny. I am often, Oftentimes, I'm uh, the person who drives to events because of that great parking um, <laughs> among my friends and family. So <laughs> they, know, they know I get great parking and, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're all going to this concert together. We're all going to this, you know, event together. Um, Arthur, are you driving? Like, sure, I'll drive. <laughs> yeah. Or I'll just give you my placard. Right. Well, see, my thing is it's on my license plate, so I don't even have one that hangs. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so yeah, so it's got to be me. I got to drive. <laughs> but it, it's you right. know, well, Jill. Thank you so much for joining us today, and um, you know, have a great day. And of course, I will uh, be talking to you soon. And um, keep up the good work. And um, I will. I appreciate you, you and and thank you for um, joining me on this episode of the Our View podcast. And I will be in touch. Thanks for having me. Have me back. I have lots of other stories and opinions to share. Yes, I definitely um, but will. But I love will. what you're doing. And this is so fun. So I'm excited to see what you come up with. Oh, thank you so much. And um, like I said, have a great day. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, friend. Bye, friend. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the Our View podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Our View podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. New episodes will be released on the 15th and 30th of every month. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E. Do you want to help change the tone of conversation among your family and friends? Head over to our website for some Our View merchandise. Our website is www.our-view.com forward slash merchandise. I thank you for listening. Have a great day and take care.